this is Alex Del Sordo at another uh, Zoom podcast interview, and I got um, I got I, I got a pretty cool kid. He sent us arguably the funniest video uh, intro for for athletes. This is Isaiah Harrison. You've heard me say his name a couple times on these ESPN style broadcasts that we've been doing. And he, he's, well, he is arguably the number one junior athlete in America for rowing, uh, posting some ridiculous times. And I got him here. We're going to talk about uh, his rowing background, where he sees himself going uh, for rowing. And uh, just, just to get a lighter side of things, just see what he does for fun. So Isaiah, uh, welcome to the, to the Rower's Choice podcast interview, man. Yeah, thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, so I, I can already tell you're a man of few words, and I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> So, so look, man, you know, you, you kind of made some headline news, uh, I don't know, about a year ago at the crash beat. You're posting some, uh, I mean, insane times. When I was your age, I think that I went seven, no, 648, 647 was when I, like, when I was your age. So clearly you're far and above better than I was. Uh, how did you get started in rowing? And like, what, what got you on the ergon in the boat? Yeah. Um, so my family has always been a very outdoor athletic family. Um, my mom was an athlete uh, throughout college and high school. And my dad was a mountaineering guide. He loved the outdoors, loved hiking, loved just about everything. So from whenever the time, whenever we were really little, um, we were always outside. He started taking us on the trails and backpacks um, that we were hiking on our own. Um, and we've always lived on the lake. We've always been swimming. We've always basically been really active. Um, my first introduction with the sport of rowing was actually whenever my parents were in CrossFit. Um, so about four, maybe five years ago, they were at a local CrossFit gym, and there was actually a movie night that the CrossFit gym was holding. And I went to go see the movie. The movie was Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And so the rule was, oh, I know, all the way. But the rule was, in order to watch the movie, you had to row while you watched it. And so oh. I come in this like 11-year-old, and I'm rowing, switching off with my brother every like 2K or something. And we were basically just there to watch the movie. But I remember getting off the erg afterwards and like 10 minutes later, walking up to my dad and saying, dad, this isn't so hard. I mean, what's the big deal? And it was kind of like famous last words there. Um, since then, the next big step was whenever I turned, whenever I was like young 12, my dad bought an erg after him and my mom had stopped CrossFit because my mom had some injuries from college. Um, he bought an ERG for our home, and I started using it uh, three, four times a week. Uh, and so my dad started comparing some of my times to the yearly and world records for the 12 and under. And he saw I was doing pretty good. And at that point, he started pushing me a little bit to see what I could do on the ERG. Um, and so from that point on, it just started increasing to where whenever I was 12, I set eight records in the 12-year-old age category. Whenever I was 13, I went to Crash Bees and at that time, the World Championships in Boston. And I took first in four minutes. Um, and then after that, the next year in the 13 and 14 year olds, I set the thir all 13 records. And then from then to now, 15 to 16, I've competed a lot more in the water and, of course, continuing with the earth. Um, rowing on the water really started once again. My parents were actually rowing at a small local club. Um, and I loved going there to row with them, to fish in the lake, basically just to kind of do anything I could outside. And so they started doing that. And then about three years ago, whenever I was starting to improve really significantly on the ERG, 
my dad said, okay, if you can do well in this, we'll take you to Craftsbury and start you in the single rowing. And so that was really the first introduction to water rowing, and it's just kind of gone from there. At this point, I mean, so I, got, so, I, got, so I got like a ton of questions. Like, I got shoot them out whenever you can. All right, so what did you, what kind of scores were you pulling when you were 12 and 13? Um, I actually don't remember my 2K from whenever I was 12. My 2K whenever I was 13. My 13-year-old 2K was a like a 638, I think. That was whenever I was 13. I don't I don't remember whenever I was. I don't was think 12. you understand. I don't think you understand what you're saying right now. Um, and I'm not, and I'm almost being funny, but it's like, dude, you're what you, the scores you're telling me are in some ways, like superhuman, like there's not a lot of athletes in our sport that ever hit those scores at that young age. And well, your, your current 2K is what, 551, 552? Five, five, what is it? Yeah, 553, 553.2, I want to say. So, so, so you're 553. Now, let me just put this in perspective. So when I was in high school, the best high school athlete that I was with went 610. And we thought that he was Superman. Like we thought this 18-year-old, he went to Harvard full ride. Like we all wanted to be him. Now he's he recently passed, which is kind of sad. But Brian yeah. Brian Fong was his name. Okay, and we when we heard that people were breaking six minutes, you were in a different category of of rowing. Like if you broke six minutes, you were getting a call from the national team. Like guaranteed, guaranteed phone call. Um, now there's a you're 16. Is that right? Yeah, that's 17, you're 16, you're, you're going five. The, the number of people in the world that can do that, uh, it's like you and maybe two other people, right? So that's that in itself is amazing. Uh, and, and I'm here in this world to butter you up and make you uh, like brag about you because this is incredible. Um, I guess what, I, what blows me away is like your father son relationship. So, like, walk me through this encouraging, this encouragement that he's, that him and your mom have done for you. Cause look, my dad knows nothing about rowing. He works for me. Uh, but like, you know, I never had that kind of upbringing. So what's that relationship like? Yeah. Um, so in terms of the family, like relationship, our family's always been really close. Um, we were always, we've actually always been homeschooled. Um, we've done a lot together. We've gone on a lot of trips, like all of our meals we would eat together. Um, and then whenever the, sports events kind of came into play whenever we started going to events my dad was always super supportive and encouraging for those um he was kind of everything for me he was my mentor my coach my sponsor my uh manager all in one um and so that relationship i would say is one of the best things i have in the sport of rowing i mean everything works really well together uh i'm big for my age and I'm tall for my age and everything works like that. But I mean, without the support he's given and without everything that we've worked out together and we've worked together to achieve, none of it would really be possible. I mean, that's beautiful. I'm sorry to interrupt. That's beautiful. I I, I have a six-year-old daughter and I have a four-year-old son and I hope that I can do the same thing for my children. Because that, I mean, that's, uh, no matter where you head in life, no matter how good you are, no matter where you go, if you got your dad behind you and your mom and your brother and your family, like that means everything, right? So, so you said that you're a big guy. Now I know how tall you are, but I don't think people listening are. So, 
So how, like, what are your stats? How tall, how big, like, what's your size stats? Yeah. Um, so the three stats I can give you for sure is I'm six foot nine. I'm just over 225 pounds. Um, so I'm relatively light for my size. Um, and then something else that's interesting is my wingspan is actually like seven one. So I, I have really long arms, which is so why not? Why not basketball? The natural tendency for a guy like you would be basketball. So why yeah. not? Yeah, I know. So I always found an interesting distinction between like the team sports or like the heavy, heavily, um, heavily emphasized team sports like basketball or football. And then the more of like the isolated racing sports like rowing or swimming or running or stuff like that. And I've always tended to kind of gravitate towards more of the individual like racing aspect of the sports because I really enjoy the aspect where instead of like taking timeouts in the middle of a game or requiring different different pauses and aspects, I like racing. I like the aspects of sports where it's like you're challenging yourself against other people to do the best that you can in a racing environment. And so I'm a swimmer. I've competed in swimming. Um, and I've also trained with my dad for different running competitions, um, mostly ultra running. And I find that the elements of sports where it's like an endurance race or where it's about your capacity to put out at your absolute limit, that's where I really enjoy pushing myself. And so those are the sports I like. So then, okay, so at 16, you know, you're, 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 I get that you're you're homeschooled. You're focused with your family. Are you looking at college rowing? Are you looking at taking rowing to that collegiate national level? Yeah. So college rowing is always something that we're looking into. I mean, there's constantly options opening, and it's something that we're definitely considering and looking into. My end goal, as you mentioned, is the national and international level. Um, and if college rowing will help me get there, then that's definitely something I could use. Um, but okay. So what about, so, so a, and a, a question that a lot, a lot of times happens when there's an individual like you that comes out in, in, in a sport and, and you said yourself, you like the individual racing aspect. It's, is this guy or girl going to go in the single or is this guy or girl going to go in the eight or four? I mean, do you have a preference? Have you rowed with other people of, of in, in a larger boat or has, have you just been dead focused on the single? Um, so I've actually had a little bit of a mix. Um, most of the time, just because of our situation, we obviously, from the video, we live in North Idaho, and so there's not really any nearby teams. The closest would be Seattle, um, which is about six hours away. And I have trained with teams in Seattle, um, and I've raced in quads, and I've hopped in eights before. And they're all really fun. I mean, whenever you get a group of people swinging together, getting that boat moving under you, it's like a magical experience. But at the same time, whenever you can be out on the water early in the morning, just kind of yourself in a single, every time you take a stroke, that boat pushing past you and gliding in the water, it's like equally as incredible. Um, so I find that there's a lot I could do and there's a lot I could enjoy in the sport of rowing. Um, mostly it's just kind of scouting out the waters, I suppose, and figuring out where I want to go with it. But yeah. I mean, that. That's beautiful. Um, I've I've always found my success in the eights and fours. I'm just not really a singles guy, mm-hmm. um, so I, I I don't necessarily um, disagree with you. I guess like I just don't. I've never had yeah. that experience like you have in in, in the single. Um, what's your uh, what's your near focus? Like what is you know what is Isaiah Harrison's goal next summer? Now that we're you know COVID nineteen gets lifted, you're 17 years old. 
are you looking to get to go into the international stage that early? Or are you looking for more like national competitions like club nationals, uh, youth nationals, stuff like that? Yeah. Um, so obviously, because the season was somewhat canceled this year, we are looking to the junior level of rowing next year for sure. The nationals, club nationals, trials, and then hopefully worlds. But at the same time, because the selection process for some of the boat sizes has been postponed a year, that's yeah. a year where I have an opportunity to train more and push myself more and see if I could make international competition next year and the elite level. And that would be that would be an awesome, incredible goal for next year. Now, now, now forget about Rowan for like two minutes here. You're, yeah. you're a kid, right? Like, oh yeah. what do you do for fun, man? Like, what are the things that you do outside of rowing? Like what are the, what, what, how do you, how do you spend your time? Um, yeah, I would say if I'm not rowing a lot of times, I would still be outside in one way or another. So I mean, like, I would, running, whatever. I would be, yeah, I would be down walking. We live on the lake and that's one of the reasons I can row. So I'd be walking the shores of the lake, looking for anything. I would be, I don't know, maybe asleep on our trampoline or, <laughs> hey, it's realistic. You can do a front flip. I mean, that's crazy like you can do a front flip at six nine that's pretty awesome yeah yeah i used to be able to do a backflip and then i landed wrong once <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to know how that was so man so so you're just a you're just like a, an outdoorsy uh like paul bunyan kind of kid right you just love that kind of stuff yeah kind of but i mean at the same time my parents have always pushed the intellectual side as well i mean so we're always doing things. I can sit down and read. I've read most all classic literature. Um, we've competed in the National Speech and Debate League for the past seven or eight years. Um, so there's a lot I can do and a lot I really enjoy. And so I find that if I can pick up almost anything and run with it to some extent, I can find something to do with that. And so okay, you are you're you're something else, man. So like let's, you know, what's you're a very intelligent person. You're very eloquent. You speak very clearly. Um, and I'm, and I'm sure you can probably answer this question, like any career aspirations, anything that you want to do outside of rowing in say five, 10, 20 years from now, outside of rowing, I would say my aspiration would be to own my own business. Really? Yeah. What, Hey, listen, I'm a, I'm a business owner. I started yeah. like, what are, what yeah. are, what's your ideas? And what are the things that you love and are passionate about? Um, I would say most of the things that I would look into would probably be product development. So something, if I could find a product that would increase the aspects of rowing or a product that would kind of tailor to the uh, fields that I know and be tailored towards my personality that I could use, um, that would be something that I would want to sell and hand out to people, essentially. But, so you, you've rowed in singles, um, and I know what kind of boat you row in. Have you, because of the way you think and the way you row, have you thought about boat design and hull design? Have you thought about changes to the hull or the rigging uh, on these long rows that you've been on lately? Yeah, um, so there have been a few things that have popped into my head. Um, my dad's an aeronautical engineer, so he actually works a lot with design and structure um, and fluid movements like that. And so him and I will bounce ideas back and forth. And we'll actually talk about different ideas and structures that may or may not work for boats. And he'll use his experience in the aviation field. And I'll use my experience in the boat. And we'll kind of like bounce ideas back and forth. We'll throw something out. And it's really cool to see what ideas you can come up with. And everything. Listen, let me just stop you right there. If you ever have an idea, call me. Okay. Just tell me, call me, whatever. Like we'll, we'll, we'll shoot it. 
We'll go back and forth. We'll go with the ideas. I mean, that's what we're trying to do here at Rower's Choice. I mean, we're, we're trying to, so listen, like, I've been building boats for a while now. I've been involved in the sport of rowing for a long time. My great, great grandfather founded lifeguard boat building in the 1800s in Atlantic City, New Jersey. It's in my blood. Yeah. I have looked at the history of rowing boats and they have not fundamentally changed in 60 years. Like yeah. they have, it's the same style. The only thing that's really changed is the materials, right? And yeah. the layout process. You went from wood boats to some kind of plastics to carbon fiber, you know, fiberglass. So, it, you know, I am a hugely passionate person when someone talks about hull design and boats because I yeah. still don't think that we have found the best boat yet. I think yeah. that human athlete has reached its peak almost. Like you're not going to get that much faster. Yeah. Uh, nutrition and all these things. But aside from having a seven foot one wingspan, I mean, the athletes have gotten where they were. So yeah, if you ever have ideas, man, Isaiah, call me up. <laughs> like, I'll, talk, I'll talk your ear off, man. That's wonderful. Yeah. Sound like you get along well with my dad. I think I probably would. And you know, uh, my mentor uh, is actually John Titus at Pocock, right? So his dad and, and him have done a lot to the sport. And we always talk about these changes in boat design. So yeah. you know, I want to ask my last question, because I don't want to take up much more of your time, is um, what you, you how did one, how did you find our, our championship, right? And two, you're in the finals. Do you think you're going to win? Like, I just, just answer those two questions for me. And then we're going to, we're going to call it quits. So to the first one, um, Actually, the first time I had heard of the Euro competition was my dad telling me I was part of it. So it was like, dad. yeah, it was the last day where you could enter the trial times. And my dad comes up to me. I think I had like a rest day the day before. And he says, all right, I have a row for you to do. And he's like, it's just a seating run. I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> so I looked into it. I'm like, this is, this is awesome. And yeah. so uh, it started there. And that was the first time I heard of it. Um, as to the second, I, it's going to be a battle. I mean, it's going to be an awesome race. How do you uh, feel about the format? Cause you don't know what this guy's going to pull until the day it's due. So, yeah. I mean, does that, does that, what does that do to your mind as you're doing the 2k and you're going at, you know, you're, you're 1300 meters in, like, does that push you harder or like, how does that affect your psyche? Yeah. For me, whenever I don't know what my opponent is going to do, it always seems like I push harder because of that because the unknown pushes me to do more because I still want to win. So it's yeah. kind of like you have two sides of the bridge. You have one side where it's like, I don't know what they're going to do. Therefore, I don't think I can beat them. My mentality would be, I don't know what they're going to do. Therefore, I'm going to do everything I can to try and win this race. Heck yeah, man. So, you know, so is it possible to PR? I mean, are you positioned to go, go faster than 553? Is that even a possibility right now? Um, so, yeah, I, that was definitely the goal. So last time I PR was, yeah, last time I PR was Crash Bees about a month and a half ago, maybe. And since then, we've been doing a lot of work still. We've kind of continued to peak from Crash Bees. And I've been doing pieces recently that have been faster than I was whenever I was at Crash Bees. So the goal is to taper right for the 2K and kind of work into it and really see what we can do there. It's it's going to be a challenge, but it's going to be. No, I'm so I'm so excited. And if you win, I got a big trophy for you that you're going to love. I'll ship out there to North Idaho. You're absolutely going to love it. But hey, listen, guys, Isaiah, thank you for being part of this. This has been wonderful. Uh, everyone listen on Rower's Choice. We have Isaiah Harrison here, uh, a fantastic athlete, an even better kid with a great head on his shoulders. 
Uh, Isaiah, I wish you all the luck, man. Good luck in the rest of the tournament. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Deep within the forests of North Idaho, there dwells a creature who only awakens at the mention of food. Scientifically known as Isaiah Harrison, this specimen stands at 6 foot 9 inches and weighs 225 pounds. To gain fitness, it does pull-ups on random metal objects, front flips, and attempts at handstands. To gain balance, Isaiah practices slacklining with oars. While the local croc center may be closed, the local water is still just fine. His primary diet consists of chicken and rice, but, as always, there is an abundant supply of his native food. North Idaho potatoes. But, Isaiah's greatest trial comes in the form of rowing. While most people are pacing inside, Isaiah paces on the water, going back and forth. Living in North Idaho, rowing on a remote small creek in a boat with a large circumference, Isaiah has achieved the ultimate form of mega-isolation. But, something new arises. With the finale of the Rose Choice competition, Isaiah hopes his unique training methods will spring him ahead of the competition.